Hey, everybody, this is Atkins. And this is Adam. And this is Batman Beyond Mark. Who? <laughs> Batman Beyond Mark? Who? <laughs> from, from Hero Notes Pod, don't, don't you? Don't you know me? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you're you're in the right place. We we've been we've wanted you here for a while. We finally managed to make it happen. We've been secretive about it a bit uh, with with our listeners that we were going to have this uh, guest special host for the team up missions, and we we finally made it happen. So yeah, we're we're happy to have you, man. And I'm happy Absolutely. to be here. So tell tell everybody. Let's not assume that they know who you are and and uh, how it is that we've reeled you in and connections and and your podcast. So where where can people find you on the internet? What have you been up to? Uh, hi, you can find me on the internet, uh, with the Hero Notes podcast, uh, at Hero Notes Pod on Twitter. Try not to do the whole ending spiel when I say that, just by itself. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and we, we go through every single chapter of My Hero Academia and My Hero Academia Vigilantes. And just reviewing it, going chapter by chapter, we are on a hiatus at the moment, and we've been doing some supplemental stuff going over some of the other side materials lately. But uh, yeah, we we review the physical stuff, whereas you guys review, uh, well, at least for the the main series, review the anime. That's right. We, we are yeah, we're right. complement uh, complementary to one another, right? Mm-hmm. I think our biggest crossover is the uh, the movies. If you guys, I was going to say, movies. how far into the uh, the manga are you? Out of curiosity. Well, uh, that is a good question. We are we are in an arc that you haven't seen yet. Uh, specifically, oh. I believe our last chapter we reviewed was 272 or 3... No, 272 and 273 were in the last podcast of the, uh, the Hero Notes I don't even remember where we stopped. It's been so long. I know. It feels like it's been forever. It's weird to think that like in just a month or so, we'll be watching the show again. I am both excited and terrified. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like I, I know narratively where we are with regards to the anime. I have I could not tell you what chapter we were on. Even though when we do anime coverage, I I tend to be I try to be helpful and say this is covering these chapters of the manga if you're reading along. But I don't know what that number is for where we stopped. Well, and they like they mix some stuff up there for a little while, and I don't know because I know there were there was some story arc I think that actually skipped like twenty or thirty chapters, and then they came back, and I don't know if we ever like reconciled that or if there are still like a handful of chapters that we're gonna have to see, uh, like in this season that would have already taken place in the manga, if that makes sense. I'm I'm pretty yeah. sure it was my hero academia vigilant or not vigilantes, uh, my villain academia where they because. I want to say that it was like in the middle of a couple of arcs, if I'm remembering it correctly, from where what the anime was doing. Um, and they just kind of shoved it all to the end of the season instead of putting it in the middle because it would have been probably admittedly awkward to just have that in the middle between jarring. the other two. Uh, it, it would work. It works in the manga format, wouldn't necessarily have transitioned to animation very well. Uh, pacing wise yeah that makes yeah. some sense yeah well and you you guys have also covered a good bit of vigilantes we just wrapped our vigilantes coverage it's, yes. it's done vigilantes is is a sealed deal and, and that has made us extremely sad but uh did yeah. you guys what was yours and luke's feelings on it relative to my hero proper what, what did you guys think quality wise if you were going to compare the two uh i won't i won't speak for luke i won't speak for luke because you know i'm not speaking for luke because i'll Luke's speak luke. for me I will speak for me. Yeah, yeah. This is, it is my favorite part of the franchise. Bar, bar none. It is my favorite part of the franchise. It is, argue, like, it is up there for near number one, near Pokemon Adventures, uh, as far as my favorite manga of all time. Sweet. I think we, we fall out pretty close to that opinion, don't we, Adam? 
Yeah, for sure. Like I, I would say that there were definitely moments that I actually liked it more than My Hero Proper, for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, oh yeah. It's just got so many, so many good storytelling elements to it, and and Koichi's such an awesome, lovable character. In yes. fact, I would, I would go far to say is I like Koichi way more than I like Deku. Oh yeah. That, and I would agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I would one hundred percent agree with that. But I've never like from the beginning of our podcast, I've been like, man, Deku's okay. Like he's definitely not ever been my favorite protagonist of uh, not even of the series that he's the protagonist of. Yeah, that's true. You know, I will say like there was some part of me and I think everyone will know this sounds totally wild because it's coming from me, but there was some part of me that like at the end, I wanted it to be revealed that Knuckle Duster was like actually All Might's brother or something. And they're like two sides of the same coin. Like how, how ridiculous would that have been? Oh, that would have been, <laughs> That would have been ridiculous uh, in a fun way, I, th- I hope. But uh, yeah, because I, I, I trust Furuhashi enough to, to do that writing, whereas I can't say I trust Horikoshi to do something like that at this point. <laughs> Interesting. Even if it was just a subtle nod, like if they were like eating lunch together or something and like, quote unquote, mom or dad stopped by or something, something weird like that. You know, it could have been kind of fun. Uh, I would have been interested to see that. I, I'm kind of interested in thinking about it now. Like those when when Knuckle Duster was a pro hero, when he was O'Clock, he would have had the opportunity to work with All Might, I would think. So he probably I, had they probably met somewhere in person, probably. Um, yeah. But g- given the kind of things that from from the kind of flashback arc and just some of the other things, like he was a public hero. He wasn't like, uh, oh, um, Eraserhead, who was. I mean, he he showed up for public things when he was absolutely forced to, but otherwise he wasn't. Like, no, there was plenty of documented footage of O'Clock. Granted, that was younger than when we saw, you know, when the flashback was. But I, I just, I, I don't know. Like, as cool as that would be, like, do you, do you think that All Might, if he found out that his niece was missing, wouldn't have torn Japan apart finding her? <laughs> well, you know, it's for the story. True, <laughs> true. But it's, it's like, no. He, they, did, he they, didn't know he had a niece. They absolutely met at some point uh, when he was a hero, and I'm, I would be interested to see, like, it's, it's the Flash versus Superman kind of, like, race thing that I would be yeah, legitimately yeah, interested faster. to see. It's like, okay, put, put both of them in their prime. Who is faster? Or it's probably All Might, but how much faster? You have right. my attention. I want to know this. That yeah. would have been fun. Are you, so, are, are you, like, I know that, Hero Notes has not finished covering Vigilantes, but you've read it all, right? I, I both of both Luke and I. This is something I'll say for him because okay. I know this for a fact. We have both finished. We've both read all of it. Okay, so what do you make of the last page of Vigilantes? That the story continues in My Hero. Do you think that that is teasing at some Vigilante crossover, or do you just think it's like, hey, this is done, and this is the only other content in this universe? I don't know, man. Luke and I have had this discussion of like, is like, we're like, you know, it could just be talking about the main series because, you know, our villains are still kind of around. Or is this, it's like, but it could also be talking about like, no, here's a tease. They're going to be show. Koichi's going to be showing up. And I'm, and all I can think is like, I'm, I'm fine. I'm both fine if Koichi shows up. And I'm also super fine if Koichi doesn't show up because then he's safe. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. (laughs) Because then he can't, be killed That's in, funny. in like the really final in the final way. arc he of my hero he can't be a sacrifice he can't be sacrificed and die or, or if be he's not or be there. miswritten you know be or mishandled. be miswritten that's a good um, way of putting it too yeah i i hadn't even thought of that i just kind of assume we're at a point too where like the the things that are about to happen and keep in mind we've not read the manga so i know, you know and that's why that's why I'm, but, i've been trying to 
to keep He's it as vague as possible. Right. Yeah, yeah. We but appreciate like the, it. The stuff that's about to happen is like worldwide big. It feels like they could easily bring in the like American superheroes as well to help. You know, like it's not just what I guess Japan's heroes that are involved in this. Like the stakes are really starting to get to that point where it's like that's going to bleed over into other parts of the world. Surely other heroes are going to come in and be like, hey, why can't you handle your villains? Let's like, you know, and, and Koichi could come back with that. So and all I will say about that is I won't say anything about that. <laughs> that's probably <laughs> I, the best way to be. I will say that it's. <laughs> It's impossible to run our Twitter account and not see spoilers occasionally. Okay. And I do know that there is an Amer- at least one American hero shows up at some point in the future. I, I don't know under what context, but it I is, do know it that is that not is Koichi. It is not Captain. It's Celebrity. not Koichi. Yeah. Which is, oh, I mean, man. yeah, throw some Captain Celebrity. And if, if it had been early vigilantes, I'd be like, just toss them at all for oh, one. Well, I mean, let, that was you know? <laughs> that was his point. Like, that's the entire point of Captain Celebrity is he's supposed to come off as a scumbag. And it's yeah. his character progression and, care, you know, getting be- like becoming a not terrible person. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. He's he's got a good arc. We we got to the yeah. point eventually where we you have to admit that because of the way that it was written. Yeah, he becomes such a good character. I was saying before the show, I was trying to figure out like a scrapped supplemental episode was me trying to narrow down some of my favorite Vigilantes episodes. And one of them is his big kind of glow up of him having like where well, he's holding up the, the sky egg and he's like he's remembering all the stuff. And then he pretty much is like, I like I, I have to do this. I have to save all of them. And I was like, no, I love that. He's, he, he went from like terrible person to to great. And it's like, no, I love this. <laughs> Don't kill him, please. Well, let's see how Team Up Missions ends up uh, ranking for us. This is, Adam, this was the first time you read any of it, right? Yeah, so uh, this is the first time. I uh, I think I remember them coming out and someone, I, I'm sure we mentioned that on the show and thinking like in the back of my mind, like, oh, don't read those because I'm sure we'll need them eventually. And turned out that way. Yeah, I read the first fact, volume when it came I out. Think. Like, I think if we planned correctly, by the time that we're done with the team-up missions, the show will have started back up. Yes. So, well, when we stop what we have scheduled, at least, I don't know if, I don't know how often this is even coming out. Do you, Mark? Uh, I, I know that was it, like, I think it's the beginning of next year or something like that is when volume three comes out. I know I was looking this up kind of in lead up to this. I'm like, when does volume three come out? Um, and it's beginning of next year. Like, I don't, I don't know the publication history, like, really of this thing of like how often it's actually like the chapters come out, or and the Tonka Bonds are even longer in between than Vigilantes, which is yeah. saying oh, something. Wow. Yeah, yeah, no, no joke. Well, let's jump in. We're going to cover in this episode. We're covering. Um, we call it point one, chapter point one. And I'm glad to be able to say chapter, not episodes. Uh, to be to be honest. Um, oh no, it's confusing. Yeah, so chapter point one, which is uh, is also just called Team Up Missions, the prequel, and then also chapter one, which is double length, and chapter two. That's what we're covering in this episode. So let's get let's get started on this prequel thing, fellas. Yeah, I agree, man. So just uh, go ahead and like hop into it. We we basically open up on this scene of what appears to be the Hero Public Safety Commission, and they're giving a briefing to. I, I mean, I would suppose at least like the top. 30 heroes or something i don't have no idea how many there are because this seems super weird like mark and i even kind of hit on it right before we got started i was like guys we got to stop talking and hit so sketchy 
it really is like all the heroes are kind of like blacked out as if they're in the shadows like this whole thing is happening underground like the, why is this the so commissioner, sketchy the commissioner like the the safety commissioner her face it's like half in shadow and while the other half is isn't like her eyes are still in shadow and she's giving the speech and then you see the silhouette of the heroes and you do see some you recognize besides i mean yes hawks is there but there are a couple um like i'm pretty sure that's death arms yeah, and I think uh, I, I, that is in there? absolutely best genus and Mirko. Um, that that looks like uh, Night Eye. Oh, interesting. I, I could yeah. be wrong with that one, uh, but it's just like there's there's people here who I think we're supposed to recognize at least a good chunk of, and it's I agree. like why is everybody in shadow? Like like there there's clearly a spotlight from somewhere. What, right. What's going on? <laughs> why why are we portraying this like villains? Exactly. That's I was going to say. They're portrayed like villains, but it, I think the intent is to be like, oh, the heroes are worried. Because this isn't a color page, I believe. Like, this is this is not a color page that's just not translating well, as no, far no, as I no. can tell. It's, no, this is black and white, 100%. And, yeah. and this is, to, to set this uh, in, in the timeline, it's at least after All Might... Uh, has the big showdown uh, with All for One and it's ends after up retiring. They have provisionals. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. That, they, yeah. They that's mentioned. right. That's right. Yeah. Because otherwise so they couldn't do the work. <laughs> they couldn't go out and do the quirk things. That's that's correct. Um, so they they have this idea that they they're realizing that especially with All Might not being just that imposing stick in the dark um, in in the public that villains are getting a little bit more bold um, and that they're going to take advantage of that. So they're trying to like prematurely boost um, some of the students into uh, the actual practicing of being a hero out in public on patrols and working with agencies. So they come up with this idea uh, that they've called team up missions. I was going to say they, so it's like we call it and then we see the, the team up mission logo, which is a T U M. So it just looks like Tum to me or yeah. then, or we, or you read that we call it flips to the next page where you get the, the cool art, like the cool art of all the, the heroes of the students. And then it's like, we call it team up missions, the prequel. And I'm like, I, I know what you're trying to do here. But you've you forgot to actually put the title that you want us to read there, right? <laughs> they fumble it a bit, and it's it's because I because it's just like I'm imagining in universe they're like we call it, and because of how they've laid out their text, team up missions, the prequel, and I'm like, I'd be like, <laughs> if I was a hero, there, I'd be like, the prequel, what? <laughs> well, you know, if it was present Mike saying it, I could see it being everyone just kind of going along with it because it's you know it's kind a of his stick, like. Right, exactly. It's and it's not even just a serious character as much as it's like some unknown. I mean, is this is this woman someone we've seen before? Because um, I don't. You you have absolutely seen her at where you are. Um, she is the she's the pull uh the commissioner of like the hero. Oh, that's right. She's the one that's kind of been giving Hawks like the undercover missions. And yes, stuff like yeah. that with the yeah. other yes. guy. Okay, her. yeah. Yes, Same she lady. hasn't. She, she hasn't made a lot of appearances, admittedly, and and, and she's half obscured. So from the unnecessary yeah, no. shadows. That makes right. sense, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and speaking of Hawks here, he's actually kind of, I don't know, would you say he's indicating that he's not super into this idea? Because he's just like, yeah, that's the deal, sure, whatever. I mean, I feel like we could be doing other stuff. He's always playing very apathetic about things, though. We, we, I mean, it, it tracks for the kind of character he's, like, right. he is, where he's just like, I kind of like doing my own thing. That's true. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. And I guess I was thinking, because he's younger, so there's this part of my mind that's like, I'm surprised he's not more willing to help people that are closer to his age, if that makes sense. Like, be prepared for what he knows is out there. Because I think at this point, Hawks is really aware of the fact that, like, stuff's brewing. Things are not good in the world. Like, I, So I was just kind of surprised he didn't take more of a maybe sympathetic role to some people I would consider his peers, really, almost. Well, having kids close to him, though, makes maintaining his cover difficult more difficult that's too true. yeah i was gonna say that and uh i, I realize we haven't talked about it. i'm t- to my knowledge this isn't canon to the main series so it's i'd say this feels like the diverging point for him that's mm-hmm. fair yeah uh at least to my knowledge this isn't canon to the main series if you guys I know don't, something else please i haven't let me know. i haven't heard one way or the other i just assume not because it's a spinoff um but vigilantes was and it seems to be well, we pick up with uh, this woman. Does she have a name? I don't know what it is off the oh, top of my head. She sure probably she does. does, and I don't know it. Yeah. Well, she's explaining that... <laughs> well, of the that... three of us, it was going to be you. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. She's explaining that uh, this this new program, this team-up missions, is something they're implementing nationwide. Every single school, every single educational institution, they're asking all of the hero agencies to basically fill out all this paperwork, submit it by the specific due date in order to apply, and they're wanting to try and get as many people involved, obviously, to try and prepare for the future it seems like and uh, we kind of transition over to seeing all might and aizawa they're presumptually at the school i would assume and all might happens to stumble across uh the the form that i guess yeah form the participation form <laughs> as it says right across the top and he's I under know. the imp- he's under the impression that aizawa has dropped this thing and therefore has not submitted it and he realizes that this thing has to be turned in by that day uh, by five o'clock, which is less than an hour, according to his watch. And so he takes it upon himself to try to rush this, uh, like hand deliver this thing. Uh, and so that's, he starts hauling, hauling butt on foot uh, to begin with uh, towards this destination, hops into a cab. Uh, but then he immediately gets out because he sees somebody getting beat up in an alley. And he can't, he just can't help himself. And he's, it's a senior citizen. He's like in trouble. He's like, I'm already short on time. But he goes up to the guy. And the guy's like, I know you have money. And he it just all might, because at this point, he can still transform into all might for a couple seconds. Probably doesn't have anything more than the basic physical, you know, however strong having that much muscle would make you. But it's enough. I mean, people don't know he's, he doesn't have powers anymore. That is, yeah, that is not a publicly known thing. So, all he needs to do is go over there, and this guy's going to run off, which he does. And what's great, too, is they show him uh, kind of uh, go up into that, uh, what do we used to call him? Pidgeotto uh, form? Pidgeotto form, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Buffmite. <laughs> Buffmite. And then, uh, but we also see the, se- the very next panel that you see All Might in, you see it like the back of his head, and he's already starting to emit that smoke, which is like the, the visual clue that he's about to shrink back down to Jinko Jean's All Might. And so he's already, even after that split second, is struggling to maintain this form. I thought that was a cool touch. Yeah, that is a good touch. I don't think I noticed that until just now. I didn't notice the smoke. I didn't notice that he started steaming. I was like, oh yeah, you know, he transforms for like his his like couple seconds. He can maybe hold it for an extra couple if he's not really walking or anything. And then, yeah, he drops it. But it's like, oh no, there is the steam. 
Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Man, it's so funny, too, because, like, this little kid walks up and sees the whole thing go down, and he's super stoked that, like, All Might, the All Might, is right there. And we get below this little kid's introduction, his quirk, and it just says bullhorn, and it sounds as if he's just screaming it. And poor All Might's like, buddy, keep it he down. Absolutely like, let's just keep it between is. us. <laughs> yeah. I love his, his quirk name, though, bullhorn. What an awesome, like, I don't know. That was just such a great way to introduce a quirk that's super obvious like that, you know? Man, could oh, you yeah. imagine if that quirk had manifested in infancy? Like, you know, oh, glad that you didn't grow up crying oh, with a quirk man. like that. Because <laughs> no I was going to say, didn't, uh, oh, I want to say, if memory serves from side material, uh, was it a present Mike's? Uh, I'm not sure if it was when, like, at birth, but it was when he was, like, a taught baby toddler, like, on oh, the Lord. earlier side. <laughs> Yeah, Jeez. that would be that would be tough too. But so he all might get swarmed as the kid with the bullhorn quirk uh, lets everybody in the immediate vicinity know that he's there. In the top left panel of this as well, it looks like he's like half in and half out of form. Um, but then yes. he, he puffs back up into full all might, but he can't maintain that form with all these people surrounding him. So he ends up having the blood squirting through the teeth. And uh, after some unknown amount of time, um, he does manage to slip out and hail another taxi. But he's told that it's going to take an hour on the roads because of some traffic incident. And he doesn't have that much time. And he, at the beginning, when he picked up the paper, he had less than an hour. So uh, he decides to hoof it, man. And he's just hauling ass through the streets. He's he's running across the fence <laughs> at one point through a construction zone, which was awesome. <laughs> really good dynamic panel of him running. The the very big panel where he's at running yeah. over other panels. And it's like, no, that's so good. Yeah, As he's just like bleeding the out looks. the mouth. Yeah, that was such an awesome way to do this. The, the, the poor guy like shows up to wherever the uh, the main location is to drop off this form, and there's just a little like sign in front of a closed window that says reception is now closed. And he's like, what do you mean they're closed? This is a disaster. And he realizes his watch is broken, and it's like... What what more could happen to this poor guy who has done so much good for the world? And, you know, of course, we, we find out that it's not too big of a deal because he calls Aizawa to apologize. He's like, I am so sorry this was late. That program they're doing, like, UA is not going to get to do it. They won't be able to have all the fun that we expected them to. And Aizawa's like, bro, what are you talking about? Like, I turned that in days ago. And, of course, All Might is just like, what are you talking about? Like, the paper was on your desk. And Aizawa's like, yeah, well, you know, I scammed it and uh, just sent it in digitally. And it made me realize, like, All Might may have never read an email. He may have no idea what that is. And that cracks me up. <laughs> I, would, I would say what we know about the technology of this universe, he has probably read an email. Like, he, he probably knows how to use his email. But the thought of submitting something on, like, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, you have to remember he had, like, yes, he had Night Eye doing this stuff, but he also had other staff. He's used to being a, a hero at a big agency that has staff. The big question is, does he have a tone for his email such that when an, uh, an email hits it in it, uh, his inbox, that it's him saying, "An email is here." Like, it, <laughs> probably. Like, his phone like I, I, if if he even ha if if he has a chime for that, it absolutely has that. But no, it's like think about it. It's like once he became like he became a big hero pretty quickly um, from when he started. Uh, so he he had staff for that. Like when he started out, given his what we estimate his age. He probably did a lot of this stuff, you know, by hand. And then eventually, because he had Night Eye for several years, like some of that stuff was either by hand or he took care of it digitally. Or then later he had staff to do some of the stuff. So last time he did any amount of this kind of paperwork, it probably had to be submitted physically. 
Yeah, you're totally right. And you know, the cool thing too, or I say the cool thing, the thing that makes me think they're more advanced technology wise than we are is uh, mainly around the fact that he didn't have to fax it in still. (laughs) Like the fact that we still fax anything blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. We still have a fax machine in my office. I I don't know. I can't remember the last person I knew that had one in their home anymore. Uh, I would say my parents, but that's one that they've had. They've had since fax made sense. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all mine is in, in... He's encouraged by Aizawa, who says, you know, you've got a lot, uh, you've got a habit of taking on too much. That's why I'm doing all that I can in your stead. But I do still like that All Might was trying to be the hero that he felt the students needed him to be um, by trying to deliver this. So, but he's still, he's comforted by the fact that they still get to participate in this program. And so he pops up into Buff Might and uh, explains to the students that now that they've got their provisional licenses, there's this new opportunity for them that's called a team up missions uh, and he goes through and explains that uh, it's going to allow them to work with pro heroes uh, in their agencies even with other students from other high schools um, and uh, get out in the field have the ability to to learn their quirks to figure out how their quirks uh, work well um, and, and come up with some sweet combo moves i wish that they said something like that in here but they don't but this is also distinct from your internships and and your work studies this is this is also not those which gets confusing not in these chapters we're covering today but i believe in chapter three it's like wait a minute some people here are on their work study or and internships and other people here on the same team are here for the team up missions what um so there's a I just am paying attention to small stuff and I see uh best girl uh Jiro on page eighteen uh she's tiny but she's there and then we see Sue who's thinking about some of the Shiketsu High and uh, uh students from Ketsubutsu so there's mm-hmm. uh Yarashi and Kami what was the name of the guy who's basically uh Toff from uh oh, last he, uh, oh um oh uh, I thought he was more like Avalanche from X Men but uh I don't remember his name. <laughs> Why did we bring him on? He's supposed to know all this stuff. Oh, I'm t- Luke was Luke was Are you the talking one about uh, Yorashi? No, Yorashi is the wind dude that had it yeah, in with yeah, Todoroki. Yeah. You were talking, talking about the, uh, one of uh, the other uh, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This uh, uh, laughs jokes um, students. Yeah, yeah. I thought that he was like Earth Elemental kind of guy. Where he uh, yeah, he, he makes earthquakes. Yeah, Shindo. Oh, apparently. he makes earthquakes. Okay, then that would make him more like. Um, who were you saying, Quake or Richter or whatever? Uh, it was. Av- Avalanche, Aval- specifically Avalanche, Avalanche yeah, yeah. from uh, X Men Evolution, where like he'll he'll put yeah. his hands on the ground and and cause the earthquake, because which I think is basically yeah. what this guy did. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly. That I'm looking at sense. the the picture of it right now. His name is Yo Shindo. To clarify, Luke is the one who's really good with the names. I'm really good at remembering all of the events. <laughs> Oh, what happened? Okay. Yes. Well, the end of this particular chapter is just uh, the students opening up their first assignments. They've already uh, been concocted or assigned, I guess. Uh, But we don't get to know what those are until uh, chapter one. We just kind of get to see them reacting to who it is they're going to be with or not. Uh, And then we get this really, I I love this little panel of Deku sleeping in his bed and has the ba-dump ba-dumps like he's excited, like his heart is racing because he's really excited about his first ever team-up mission tomorrow. There is also a there is also a Melissa Shields cameo here in in one of the vertical. It's in like, the... nope in the the panel right above him sleeping. The uh, oh, one of the two vertical that's her. ones. Yep, that's her. Yeah, I knew I saw her. We see her face somewhere in one of these chapters. Oh, she's she's in a couple of these chapters. 
not yeah. not the ones we're covering tonight, but she's she's in a couple of them. Uh, but I I didn't realize until reading through for this that I was like, oh wait, she has a tiny sneaky cameo in this. Yeah, because that's so her, you see her full face in one of these one of these chapters that we're covering today. Maybe it'll be in chapter one, which is what we're going to transition into now. How'd you like that segue? It's a good segue. So, and chapter one is just called. Mission one, team up missions begin. They keep it. They kept it real simple. Um, we find out that Deku, Ochako, and Bakugo are all on a team together. They don't yet know who they're going to meet. Uh, we do get a funny panel when uh, Bakugo has some problems with with uh, Deku because he's always acting like he's in charge just by saying like, "Hey, we're here. <laughs> Come on, let's you know, go." Ba- ba- and he's like excited. Bakugo has a Bakugo moment. <laughs> yeah, he does. And uh, we we see. This is where the Militia Shield is. So if you flip to the next page, there's like a two-page spread of Class 1, uh, Class 1A and a oh, couple of Oh, there she characters. is. Yep. She's in the top right. Yeah. Right behind oh, May. Oh, that is her. Yeah. I, did, I didn't even notice yeah. that. I seen her somewhere. I had to even look up who Militia Shields was. So like the fact that you two just knew who she was blows my mind. So she, oh, that <laughs> is the character from Two Heroes, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. From the, yeah. From the first movie. From the first movie. Gosh, it's been a long time since I've yep. seen that movie. She's, I was uh, like, who are you guys yeah, talking she's, about? <laughs> she's, she's, she is the daughter. David's daughter, of, right? Yep, of David Shields, yeah. who's the guy who is, is Albert's best friend and the guy who makes all of his costumes. I see, right. I remember David. Uh, and so I like I remembered the Shields and I was thinking it had to have been his daughter, but I had to look it up to verify because I did not remember that at all. Jeez. Oh, I remember behind. her because she's one of the few, like, I am an anime movie only character. That I was like, no, I genuinely like you as a character. I want yeah, to see Yeah, she was more. great. I liked her a lot too, I, but I like May better. Um, I also like uh, that Bakugo is just straight blasting Mineta in the face in this panel. I mean, oh, that's, that's awesome. Awesome. That's <laughs> oh, fair. the gloves in the it. bottom left. That's actually really nice. Uh, nice. Yeah. Yes. There. I like that. Hagakure. That's yeah. exactly like what the Seth MacFarlane toy is. It's just like just gloves, gloves on some clear sticks. I yeah. Still, I if saw... I ever see that, I'm going to buy it because it's just silly to have. Oh, I thought that was a gag toy. I thought no, they were like, is, this is what we're joking legit. about. Uh, uh-uh, you can buy it. <laughs> If I ever see it out in the wild, I'm t- I'm 100. It won't even be a thought. It is like I'm taking Hagakure's gloves home. So good. That's 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 actually amazing. It is. Um, and then the next couple pages are just a uh, recap of the very end of uh, chapter or the prequel. I don't know why they overlapped as much as they did, um, but they do. It's probably because of publication, just given uh, the locations of where some of these were published. Uh, I want to say... And I only know this because I want to say there's a blurb about it at like the end of the Tonkabon that like some of these were in um like uh team up missions, the prequel was in a one shot for Jump Giga. Uh so it is possible that you didn't even see that thing coming into mm. this first one. So you needed to have gotcha. the setup. And we yeah. have the color pages, which are like the, the, the two normal pages and then the two page spread, and I gotta say, in black and white, All Might's face looks wrong like this it probably looks fine in color but here it it feels with the weird too... shading the the one where it says bulge uh yes yeah it, it looks does. like it's in a uh japanese art style instead of the tradi- odd to say it like this the traditional doing buff might in an american comic book style yeah <laughs> that's true well we catch up with uh the three heroes that have teamed up bakugo deku and ochako they're sitting in what they they know they're in the right place, um, but it doesn't look like an agency. It just looks like a plain old hotel is what they say. So they're not, they still continue to not know who they're teaming up with. A very plain hotel with no marquee or any kind of markings on it. 
yeah, from it's the establishing like, shot. It's yeah, like, I I do like that the they do show that they have their costumes in this in the suitcases that are numbered yes. with their class seats. That's always a fun little detail. Uh, and they find out that they've been teared up, uh, teamed up with the rabbit hero Mirko. And this is because of the way that the anime has worked. I think this is the first time I ever really had exposure to her. I know I understand that she becomes much larger in the main and she definitely was a big presence in Vigilantes, which was super dope. You would have seen her at the uh, at the the hero awards thing. Yeah, but, but that's other like, than that, I'm yeah, sure that was like a glancing was, blow. Did she show up at USJ? I feel like she was there for that. She, she was, was not just there in the background. Well, she, she was I not. Okay. Oh, I, I would be shocked because she she's not staff because all the heroes that showed up to the USJ. That's were, right. They're all staff. the the staff the heroes that are on staff. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, and so speaking kind of of like what she is, I guess it's kind of explained that like De- by Deku that she's not even really like locked down to a jurisdiction. It sounds like she's just like a traveling hero. Yes, which I can only imagine uh, just because she doesn't have sidekicks. So I can only imagine that she has some staff somewhere. And I, I think of Smash's uh, the sidekick for Mount Lady uh, somewhere who's doing all of the paperwork for all of the things, <laughs> like all the incidents she's involved in, probably like working from home or something and just gets emailed all the, the incident reports and then fills them out because I can't see her doing all of that paperwork yeah there's no way seeing her here even knowing her from where we are in the main story i can't see her at any point doing i can barely see her doing schoolwork knowing what she does in vigilantes yeah and that's the thing like it makes sense given what we've seen in vigilantes that she would be this like kind of freelance hero we've seen her work well on teams but that's not her natural disposition and she got up to what is it is she number five or six? Yeah, number with five. With this method? Like, it, it's working for her at the very least. Absolutely. So we get we get the explanation that she, you know, she jumps all around. And then, uh, like, Midoriya is all super happy. I mean, she's like, oh, cool. Good introduction, kid. And then Midoriya's like, awesome. We get to do hero stuff with you today? And she's like, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. I am here because you were forced on me and that's cool. And you can tag along and that's great and all. I'm not I'm not gonna stop you from tagging along. Don't get in my way. That does seem wild that she makes it sound like she didn't have a choice in this. You know, like you would think the hero agencies could have been like, mm, like we see the we see Being the good a top ten might have been part of it. Oh yeah. I could also well, see you the think argument it comes too. with strings like that. Well, I can also see the argument, though, that if she's a traveling hero, they could be like, hey, awesome. You're a traveling hero, Monday through Friday, whatever. Every day you're going to hit a different school. Like, you're going to yeah, work with different really groups good. and show them how you do it. You know what I mean? That's a fantastic point. In fact, I, she may be the only hero that's even qualified to do something like that. Because I Other don't know. Other than All Might. Yeah, like, her and All Might are the only two I can think of that didn't really have, like, a. Unless there's more we haven't met yet, which I'm I sure mean, there All are. All Might did have a jurisdiction, kind of. Is it like. But they, they even point building. out that's like the air, like the city where he, where his, you know, might tower was, was right. an incredibly safe city. And then he would also go all across the country when, when he was needed or when he knew about something that wasn't already, you know, being handled by other heroes. So, yeah, I think those are really the only two. And she's kind of, I guess, built her, her career off of that part of All Might's model. Yeah. 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 It seems to be working, like you said. Got to number five uh, with this particular model. So, and and, and given her age too, because with vigilantes, so this would have been, oh, like given when the vigilantes flashback was, like yeah, no, she's she got to this in less than a decade using this model. Yeah, 
she's she's definitely awesome. Like I fell in love with her in Vigilantes. So good. And well, you know, Rappa being there certainly helped because Rappa is the best. Uh, because Rappa is amazing. Yeah, rapper. I'm, it was, I'm glad we can agree on that. No, that arc was literally everything I could have possibly jokingly asked for given to me, and I was totally cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, we turn the page, and she's being, she's, she's after this villain who, like, basically is Blastoise, kind of, like, has a big turtle shell on his back. Um, he gets and it's like, is that water? Hit. Is that he just running through people? I think he's just running through people. He's like a juggernaut, but with like uh, one of Master Roshi's shells, maybe. Ah, it's like Mario um, threw him. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Mario kicked him <laughs> from further up the street. Uh, she, but he, he gets a swift kick to the face, um, and Mirko just handles it. The students aren't even on this page at all. She's just handling her own business. Uh, we do find and out that she they're... poses for all the people she saved as they're cheering and taking pictures. Yeah, with her foot like uh, on top of the guy, right? Yep. Uh, as I said, she's she's taken from All Might's model, clearly. Yeah, and uh, the kids are feigning you know swooning about uh, over her on the side well the kids deku and ochako are bakugo would never uh and then i, I don't even see bakugo he's he's not in these panels right here who knows what he's doing he's he's off to the side still doing what whatever it is he's doing when we catch up with him like you know squatted down <laughs> just begging for villains <laughs> Yeah, we get this. Uh, we get treated to this awesome panel here, where like the little kid uh, that I guess was probably watching Mirko is accidentally lets go of his balloon, and so he's lost it. And Ochako gets to step gang in. Gang balloon. I know. Who would carry a gang orca balloon? That's ridiculous. I, I think the bigger issue is why didn't parent? Why didn't you tie it around the wrist? Yeah, he's a, he's a little kid. Yeah, he is a little kid. Uh, but Ochako is able to like fly up in the air and grab it, and it's they almost make it seem like she uses her powers here, but I'm guessing she's just using it on herself to make herself float. Uh, yeah, so, just yes. on her. She didn't yeah. have to yeah. do it to the balloon. The balloon's doing it all by itself. Exactly. Well, that's why I thought it was re- like weird the first time I read it. I was like, why is she clapping the balloon? Like it, she didn't use her powers <laughs> on it. And then I realized that it was you know her flying, but uh, she comes down, oh, hands yeah, it she over. She needs to come down. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. releasing it. And, you know, it's great because Midoriya is just like, oh, wow, you're awesome. You're being a hero. I should be a hero, too. And then Bakugo kind of interrupts the scene with the Bakugo moment. It's like, yo, villains, where are you, th- where are you at? Get in here. And so he's he's getting stoked, getting fired up. And while he's kind of like trying to, uh, you know, I guess just track down anything that he could assume would be a villain, Midoriya is bumped into. And uh, we kind of get treated to this, I'm going to say villain for this chapter, this episode. Quote unquote villain. (laughs) Somehow the shadiest person we've run into so far, and we had an entire auditorium of like silhouetted government officials and heroes (laughs) in in the most villainous vibes panel ever. And yet somehow this guy beats that. Yeah. He's he's very sketchy. He's got uh he looks like he's wearing a mask, um, like a you know, the mask that we've grown accustomed to wearing recently. He's got a hoodie on and it's pulled down close over his eyes. He does look, you know, very, very sketchy. That's that's definitely the look that he's got on him. Uh and he asks Deku if he's a hero because he's got this costume on, and Deku's like, Yeah, like kind of. I'm a student, but we're out here as part of our studies. And uh the the hooded figure just says, I I I'm jealous that you get to use your quirk whenever. Uh, and that's going to come up a little bit later on. And it feels weird because, like, the setup here doesn't feel like it matches the payoff we're going to get later. Like, oh, I'm so jealous you get to use your quirk. It's like, what? Knowing what happens later, that's a weird thing to say for you specifically. Well, he, I think, uh, well, well, we'll talk about it when we get yeah. there. I think it, I think I made some sense of that, but I understand what you're, 
uh, what, well, we can go ahead and talk about it. His quirk is to, like, he, he emits a toxic gas that, like, it may not kill people, but it certainly knocks them out. Um, so for him, what you're saying kind is... Kind of like mustard, I guess? Yeah, a bit yeah, like mustard. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. And what you're, what you're saying is you think that it's weird that he would want to walk around and just wantonly use his gas quirk? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess there's the interpretation that he's like, oh, I wish I had a quirk that I could use that didn't suck and, you know, kill yeah. things. See, my yeah. interpretation of it was more like, man, I got dealt this, like, shitty, you know, quirk that I have to expel, but I can't even do that. You know, like, he's not going to be a hero. He can't use this, in, at least in his mind, to to get through school and become some hero where he would get a license. So he's just stuck with a quirk he can't use, but needs to use to be able to survive. So he's like, what do I do, you know? I'm going to be honest, I'm pretty sure he's an adult, is the thing. Like, the entire time I'm like, oh, he's about their age. But then when we get to the actual resolution at the end, it's like, wait a minute. What? Yeah, that's <laughs> true. This, I, I kind of assumed he was a kid. Is this another thing where we have like the, the weird inconsistencies with the laws in My Hero? Because that's definitely a thing where like how things are don't seem to consistently apply when it comes to people using their quirks. Well, and I kind of had the... To the feeling of like okay there's no way this is the first time a quirk like this exists where someone has to expel oh, exactly. it in some way how do they not have facilities helping people like this or is it just like horrible capitalist america where it's like these this guy may not have health insurance so like he can't afford to get his quirk expelled or something like that right like, I, I, like it, the, the more we find out about, about it, it later, like he's a dog with an anal gland that needs expressed every now and then and it kind of is, is that's that. literally what this is basically I mean, and it's it i mean and we'll get into it later but it, it's really implied that at, this has happened at least one other time right yeah so before, like, and it's like so how did you do it then or if you're at the point, and we'll, I, or why I'm talking ahead of where we are, go out to but the. If woods. you're at this point, why yeah. are you walking deeper into the city? Yeah, it'd be one thing if you were trying to get out of the city and then you got stopped by things, and then okay, fine, you were trying to be responsible in a way that's worked before, and things just happened. But I think he just needs to uh, perfect the art of the silent but deadly, and he'd be totally fine. Like you just pick your <laughs> moments, let a little bit out, you know, and it'll be all right. But he's 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 wholesaled on this idea that he has to keep it all in until it becomes this thing where he could like knock out a couple of city blocks because he can't control it anymore. And to Deku's credit, he Deku asks like, Hey, like picks up immediately. He's like, Hey, are, are you okay? You don't, you don't look like you're doing well. Like, which is good. He's supposed to be here. He's like, Hey, are you, are you okay? Do you need me to like take you to the hospital or something? Like that kind of deal. It's a moment where I'm like, no, they're doing their jobs. He's doing right. his job as a hero. And and the guy's just like, don't come any closer. And then the guy walks off and he's just, Midori's just like, oh, maybe he's sick. And then ba I do like the fact that Bakugo has been eyeing this whole thing. And he is, he is like, he didn't interrupt. He didn't interfere. He just was like. He's just soaking picking, it in. He, he was picking up whatever Midoriya was picking up as well. Like right. that something's Absolutely. off. Yeah. And it's it's actually really like it's cool that you point that out because it's probably the only panels in this whole chapter where Bakugo isn't drawn in that really like aggressive format. Mm. He's just standing there very still, like taking in the moment and trying to figure out what, you know, is this something he needs to be pre prepared for, which is super Bakugo. And I feel like that's a trait people don't credit him for often it's just that like crazy wild side that people think about but he is very very analytical mm -hmm. no he's he's incredibly smart he's good at he's good at taking in the whole situation 
Uh, but even this, it was there was not enough information for him to be like, this guy is going to be a problem. It's I need to I need to pay attention to that guy. Yeah, and so we get to a point where Mirko is is uh, spreading some praise around uh, to the group, and first person to get some praise is Bakugo for that bare faced bloodlust towards villains, which. Again, if you read Vigilante stuff, makes all of the sense. Like she sees a yeah. lot of herself and that that fire of you remember when she like smelled blood and like took oh, yeah. off, you know, <laughs> like she she's definitely her and Bakugo are alike on that on that front for sure. And, and that approval kind of shocks Ochako and Deku a bit. I'm gonna be honest. I would have I would love I would love if he interned with her. I feel like they would work well as a team. They would work incredibly well as like a a team well for like an internship for Bakugo. God, they would be devastating. They and really just would be scary as hell because <laughs> they 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 cover each of their weaknesses. Like Mirko doesn't have anything ranged. Bakugo can take care of that. He right. also can take care of the anything in the air or boot, like literally sending her flying at something. Um, and and well, Bakugo is great at hand to hand. He is not on Mirko's level. Yeah. But he's probably not nearly as strong as her either. You know, just as no. far as like raw muscle goes. No, he uses his uh, uh, almost Ruby-like in a sense, where he will use his explosions to, to make the, attack, like, the punches stronger or right. anything like that stronger. Um, if not just using the explosions themselves. Well, yeah. Mirko does end up giving Otako a little bit of praise for saving the little guy's balloon, uh, but she doesn't really give Midoriya anything at all, and he's uh, very visibly upset about that. Uh, at the end, she does finally say, like, Midoriya, you didn't do squat. Like, I, I guess maybe he just didn't get the opportunity. Maybe she didn't consider that, but it definitely seems like she's kind of just ribbing him here. And Oh, the grin. Yeah. The grin. Exactly. And then, and then we transition back over to uh, the sick individual uh, that we ran into earlier who is like basically stumbling down the alleyway it looks like just saying he can't hold it back anymore and his fingers are like releasing this gas and stuff and we see a, a guy seems to be walking by sniff a little bit of it and just totally passes out yep oh it's coming out of his hood too and just yeah no and then the the lady who's there is like oh my god what ha like are you okay uh and, and then she's like oh what is this fog and then we cut back over to our heroes and Mirko his with her you know or here, or at better, you know, giant ears. Her, yeah, her her giant ear rabbit hearing is like some somebody just yelled for help. Like we we gotta go. And then this is the point where people start run, running in there. Like there's this weird fog outside, and then they start seeing it on the news. And it's like, oh my god, the news crews got there fast. And they know who this guy is, which again lends itself to the idea that this has happened before. And that's why yes. he's having to conceal himself is he is a known entity. And that's why he's having to wear the mask and the hood because people are looking for him. I mean, there there is a quirk. I mean, there is the quirk registry. So uh, that I mean that everybody that has a quirk, you know, goes into. So they probably have a lot of data on this guy. Whether that means that they were looking for him beforehand and they're like, oh, no, this is now happening. Or if it was a, well you know, oh, there's this mist, it's this color, it's doing this, type it into their database. Bam, we have we have a bunch of people, okay, this is the only person that's, you know, that lives near here. We should assume it's them, because maybe if there's anybody else, oh, well, they're, they're, they're on the other side of the country. Like, yeah. what, are the, what are the odds? So it could be that. It could be, it could be many things. Um, it looks more like they just got a picture 
So it's possible yeah. for the name that they they got a picture of the guy and they're like, this is it's this guy, <laughs> right? They figured out who it was, um, and that's when Midoriya and I feel like Bakugo, given the look on his face, also in the next panel, kind of realize we were picking up some bad vibes from that guy. I agree. As, as they start heading out. And Mirko, of course, is just like, well, when a villain pops up, you got to go kick him down. Um, so they they, they uh, get in route and uh, arrive on the scene. They're they're running. Uh, there's people running away from this fog. Deco uh, Deco interposes himself between uh, some of the people fleeing that Mirko snatches up and uses one of his uh, little. What do they call? What are the finger flicks called again, Mark? Uh, do you remember? Oh, it's one of the smashes. Uh, Air Force. Air. Is it Air Force? I mean, I could have sworn it was... Air Force is what yeah. he was doing. Yeah, he's got his gloves, right? Yeah, he yeah. has his gloves. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he, he uses that to kind of dissipate the fog I'm pretty in sure front of he him. Has the... Oh, no. Is this before? Is this pre-gloves? Is this just a normal smash? I'm, yeah, I think it is because he's doing the flick. But it looks like he's got the Air no. Force gloves on. Yeah, no, those are the Air Force gloves. And that, that's what... Like, it, it is weird. It says smash, but... That's what Air Force is. Air Force is the finger fl- flick with the gloves. Yeah. Well, hmm. Mirko, the, all the, everybody else is wearing masks. Deku's got his little mask on as well. Which, I wonder where they got those, but whatever. Well, he, his is on his suit normally. Well, that, that one is more of a case of, oh, cool, it's functional. I like yeah, that. Yeah. That's good. I agree. The others, it's like, I was like, oh, well, Yayirozu gave it to them. And I'm like, she's not she's there. She's not there. Yeah, that's a good point. I just assumed that they probably had like utility stuff on them, but they, there's maybe no they indication the, of that, really. Maybe they got it from some of the police. Maybe. I guess that's possible. Yeah, because there had to have been people on the scene at this point. So well, yeah, other first responders they'd be like, "Hey, we're heroes. We're going after the guy. Do you have a spare mask? Cool, put it yeah. on." Ochako uh, floats up and spots him. Does some uh, surveilling. Finds him. Bakugo takes off, um, and he's. It looks like he's running away, and, and that's the impression that. Um, that Bakugo gets, but Midoriya's like, but what does he want on the outskirts of the city? Like, there's there's something weird going on here. He's starting to pick up even more weird vibes from this guy, just the way that he's move uh, moving in the directions in which he's moving. And I, I just, a comment that I, an art comment when Midoriya's saying, uh, what's the fog guy trying to run away? Like, what is he doing? Because um, I do, I've done 3D modeling stuff and work in 3D and stuff. I see the face with the with the kind of weird shading on the front of it, and I'm like, "What did you do to that UV map? Like, what broke?" <laughs> well, they they uh, are they're Bakugo is in hot pursuit, um, full on blasting after this guy, uh, and then we see him run into a crowd of people and decide to change directions. And this again, uh, Deku picks up on that he's changing course. Bakugo is convinced that he's just trying to run, but Deku is still thinking through these things, connecting the dots between the comment that he made about wishing that he had a quirk he could use and changing directions, moving away from the inside of the city. Uh, but they do manage to corner him. All three students plus Mirko uh, corner him in an alley. He's totally surrounded. Uh, and Deku is still thinking, man. He's just working his brain meat around this. He's saying something's bugging me about this. Why wouldn't he want to? Use- Why would he want to use his quirk? that bad uh especially now that he knows what it is um and, 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 and kind of why is he also not fighting back is right. the impression i get because he's he's knocking out people left and right yes they have gas masks but he's not running away specifically from them in total he's running away from people in general yeah and right. it's not like he's like the typical villain they've run into where they're typically running into the crowd and inflicting their quirk like it's exactly like what you two said he's running away so 
Yes. He's he's not acting like mustard, basically. Right. Yeah. Uh, Bakugo goes in for well, not the killing blow, but the incapacitating blow, I would say. Uh, but Deku again interposes himself between him um, and the hooded figure. We heard his name, and I've already forgotten it. Um, they said it on the TV, uh, and I can't flip back there fast it's enough. It's Takeshi Busujima. There you go. Um, so Deku uh, places himself between Bakugo um, and that guy that Adam just said. Uh, and he's he's here to explain. He did, We saw this uh, a very similar thing in the Mr. Smiley OVA. Um, where he's he's figured something out uh, and wants to settle things nonviolently and with with dialogue, uh, and so Bakugo balks at this uh, uh, at first, calling him continuing to call him a villain. That's a villain, you know. Deku's like he might have an explanation. Yeah, and he goes into explaining like the same thing that we just talked about him moving away from the crowd, the way that his quirk is working, and he's like, maybe you couldn't hold back the poison anymore. To which uh, he says, yeah, that's exactly what it is. This stupid quirk it, it creates this poison gas. When I don't use it up, it builds up in my body. But using quirks isn't allowed in our society, right? So I've got no choice but to store the poison inside me. But I've hit my limit, and uh, we see like he does look like he's really genuinely upset about this like i don't think there's yeah. any part of him that's just like like mad about it he's just upset like he can't control it and he doesn't feel like he can can follow the law in this case uh so he's yeah. letting that leak out uh and he has to because otherwise he's gonna die it sounds like it, it almost sounds like this might not even be a hundred percent voluntary um because he's like before like i need to like i've hit my limit implying that there is a cap Right. And, bef- you know, before, you know, his quirk destroys him, he has to let it out. So it's something where some of this might be him letting it out. Some of this might be it's simply leaking out as well. I'm yep. really I, shocked I that there's not some kind of like uh, like maybe a carbon pill or something that they've come up with that would absorb his poisonous gas or, or you know, uh, incapacitate it maybe some somehow. It's it's the I mean, he goes into uh, or did he already say it where he's like, no, like this is happening. Uh, no, it's it's a little later where he mentions that, like, you know, he's been stockpiling the gas for years. And yeah. it's like the fact that you know that you have this limit. I mean, you could probably feel it. But the fact that you know that there is a limit, the fact that you've been doing this for years and you're not saying my entire life. Right. Because if this was the if this was, well, let's say he's 18, took him like his quirk, let's say manifested at like two. So he's had he's had this quirk for 16 years and he's he's been holding it in that long. Um, okay, fine. That's, it's a pretty high limit actually. But if this has happened multiple times, it's like, if you felt like you were getting to this point, why did you stay in the city? Why didn't you go out into the countryside or somewhere else? Yeah. Why did you stay in a heavily populated area? Why, why didn't you listen to me when I said you should adopt the silent but deadly strategy? Because it's (laughs) totally valid. Uh, and I think that it would prove sufficient. Um, but that's not the situation he's allowed. Uh, he, he's created himself. Uh, but he does. I like his ex, his exclam, uh, exclamation here. Uh, he asks, "Does that make me a villain?" Um, I think that's what he feels. Um, it, it's almost like a rhetorical question. I think that that is the perception that he has of himself, which is it's mm. unfortunate. We saw this in Vigilantes as well, where people were unwillingly uh, made to be villains, um, and that they have struggled th- with that on the other side. Um, that's and I think a theme. That's a major theme of vigilantes is the fact that like what actually defines a villain. Right. Like that's the, that's the entire point of the ending. Like Koichi, the crawler is, is technically a vigilante, which makes him a villain. 
But everybody in town is like, no, that guy's our hero. What are you other heroes doing? Why aren't you out there helping him? He's doing all of the work. Yep. <laughs> Save him already. So they start trying to figure out how to help him, which is what the heroes are meant to do. Um, and Bakugo has a plan, but he, he's not really great at explaining these things. He's just like, well, go ahead and let it all out, which confuses literally everybody on the scene initially. Yeah, even Mirko is like, what, we're giving villains a hand now? And Deku does kind of step up for him, though. He's like, hey, look, we trust him. He's likely got some kind of an idea. I'm sure he does. Otherwise, he wouldn't just suggest that. Like, if he doesn't have a plan, that's not not really him. So because Deku trusts him, of course, Achako trusts him. And uh, in, in the same vein, it sounds like, you know, because Bakugo has earned their trust, Mirko's like, all right, what's the worst that could happen? Like, I feel like that's got to be her attitude with it. Like, it's not a matter of, okay, sure. It's like, well, what's the worst that can happen here? Uh, so he he agrees. He decides he's going to unleash all of it. And this is where he, he explains like what Mark mentioned, that he's been stockpiling this gas for years and that it's super dangerous. So he's going to hurt people. And Baki was like, dude, just go stop yapping. Let's get this done with. And so uh, he actually ends up having uh, what I thought to be kind of a really cool way to do this, although I'm not sure if it actually works that way. There was that part in my mind where I was like, I don't know if physics say that works. <laughs> yeah, Bakugo makes a huge assumption um, that this gas is combustible. Yeah, because he hasn't combusted any of it to this point, right? No, I don't think so. And the funny thing about it is, is like, if that was what was happening here, it would have been blowing up behind him, right? Because he's been using his blast to maneuver all around anyways. So, but it, he basically has a Chaco float the villain, quote unquote, up to the sky and then has the villain expel all of the gas and then blows it up with one of his attacks, which I guess maybe the heat could neutralize the poison or something. I, I don't know. There's, I mean, it, it's, I it, it mean, combustible to the extent of like, oh, it's going to go up like, um, uh, like hydrogen, as opposed to well, we can destroy this. But it, the other thing, it's like, or is this be like, I'm gonna use this big explosion that is going to just disperse it all in a very big manner, and I'm like, or you're gonna carpet bomb the city with right, with right. this stuff, exactly. and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. It just both like his writing this chapter and this solution, just they don't feel consistent with other depictions of Bakugo and honestly Midoriya for a little bit of it but like I don't know it's it's this whole thing the fact that he's he doesn't explain the plan straight up like he typically will he'll be like hey you do this you do this yep. not asking for permission um even if people above his standing yep um just it's like the whole sequence feels off yeah, and they use the term combusted. And yeah. and again, I don't know how Bakugo like that was a huge assumption. <laughs> and oh, it came yeah. with a combusted lot of risks if poison. he was wrong. Yes. <laughs> well, and, and Midoriya has this whole thing here too, like when this whole scene's happening where he's just like, Heroes don't just beat up villains. We help people in trouble. And it's kind of nice too, because I think at least coming from Midoriya, he also means the villains. Because I think he ultimately thinks that the villains are people he needs to help as well. You know, maybe Bakugo doesn't read that line that way, but I think coming from Midoriya, that was how I read that. I'm sorry, did they just let the guy fall? Well, well yeah, a bit. Yeah, well, I, yeah I mean, a bit, though. <laughs> yeah, they did a bit. I just noticed that. I'm like, wait, no. They just yeah. let him fall to the ground, and he's just totally fine. Yeah, what? I would say too, Adam, to your comment about the heroes help people in trouble, it's something that Midoriya says, but it is applicable to Bakugo even in this scene um, because of what he does. Um, and, and so it does work, I think, for both of those characters. Bakugo might not be quick to say that, but he does act in a manner 
um, that reflects Deku's words in that panel. Totally, totally. And at this point, like this guy's uh, hood is down, his his mask is off, and he is very, very thankful uh, for the heroes that saved him. And uh, I think they were pretty happy to help him as well. And uh, so it kind of like, I don't know, they, they do this weird thing where they're like, well, we explained the situation to the authorities, and then you turn the page and you read that he still gets sentenced. <laughs> and it's like, wait, yep. what? Yeah, <laughs> yep. the deal we, with couldn't, that? we couldn't erase what he'd done, but once the full story of the day's events hit the news, there's sure to be a petition to lighten his sentence. And I'm like, I'm sorry, like, this is this is the thing I touched on, and I know you guys have mentioned it, at least I... In the in the vigilante stuff I listened to, you guys covered it. The fact that the the laws regarding quirk use are so strange and inconsistent. They're very consistent in whatever series they're being written in, except for the main series. But they're just uh, don't get me started on that one. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 like okay, so. I mean, I would, I would absolutely prosecute this guy because of the dangerous choices he was making. By I, I'm at my limit. Let me run deep into a city. But, uh, but the fact, but just some of the other stuff, it's just it's like, don't present it in the way like everything is going to be okay, and then, no, no, he'll he'll probably be fine. He'll probably be okay. He only has a criminal villain record now. Right. It's no big deal. That doesn't completely stop you from getting most jobs in the country or anything. Yeah. Yeah, you would imagine that it absolutely would. And that, I mean, it's a sentence. It's not like he's getting fined. That would be, that's a different term, uh, you know, for maybe knocking out that one guy. Was it, was that the only casualty we actually saw? Uh, uh, no, there, I think there were, there were some others, but it's like, even if, even if what we know about the laws are true, it's like, okay, one time a small use of your quirk, like Soga and, and those guys, and, uh, wrapped and and those guys, uh, like they got arrested for it, but it was like it was the first offense. It's not going on the record. But if it happened again, they'd be in big trouble. But it's like okay, this was bad enough that that he has this now. There's quirk trainings. There's quirk trainings like they they establish in in lower schools. Like so, like a uh, um, we know from the main series that in like elementary school, like pre K elementary and like middle school. There are quirk training classes in, uh, as part of gym so that people who have quirks, like, that they can, that they have some amount of control over them so they're not just going off all the time. Uh, and, and they have permission to use them in the, their quirks in those settings. So all, all, with this, all I can think of is, like, so, so all the years that this guy was in the registry and all this stuff, is there not, like, what you're touching on before, is there not an infrastructure for all of the people? I mean, there, you have cities for the giants. But right. you don't have stuff for for people who have involuntary quirks like this. I don't understand. Well, and I, but I think that's kind of like one of the main series is, or at least my villain academia's point was the fact that like society actually doesn't have that. Otherwise, most of those characters wouldn't be in the same place too. I mean, think about twice. Like that's a guy whose society just failed him. You know, like true. It's it's kind of funny that we're talking about this because I think people would argue that this is happening all over the place right now, all over the world. Like yep. societal rules and laws are failing people. It just so happens in this world there are people with really dangerous quirks. Uh, but you know, it makes me wonder. Like in this sentence, if he is being sentenced, is it be kind of similar to like involuntary manslaughter, where like someone does get killed and 
people do well, serve we don't even time know if for those people. We don't know if those people are dead, but but you know all... what I mean, right? Like something something yeah. close to that. So it's kind of like I guess to some extent we have similar laws and things like that. I would say the big difference is is that it's like okay, cool, you lock them up. This is still an issue that if you don't deal with, it's just going to yeah. happen in the prison. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just going to go like, off in, like, inside. That's true. I, yeah. I agree. I agree. There's an anal- There is a like a world analogy there that is not lost. I mean, that is good. But in the context of this story, I'm not sure how the society survives if it can't if it can't deal with people who have these kind of involuntary quirks that could cause mass death. Yeah, well, they've got really good carbon filters in the prisons. That's what it is. I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> They have security guards like uh, thirteen. Like, what happens if thirteen is around? I think that's that's that character's name. Just... I'll be honest. If, thir- yeah, yeah. if thirteen was around, it'd be like, cool. Let's let's wrap this up. We got exactly. This handled. Yeah, like they've got to yeah. use quirks like that. I guess once they're in the prison, because it's their problem. But otherwise, it's not their problem. You know. No, that's an interesting point. Well, you know, they're keeping Aerie around Aizawa for for a reason similar to that. Exactly. So why wouldn't they be like, hey, 13, we need you on, you know, temp duty at this prison for a while. Like once Because this guy might start leaking again. Yeah. Go and expel this dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He needs he needs his glands exactly. expressed. Jeez. That would be his villain, like his villain name. Oh, what, God. Ex- Express glands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> We catch up uh, back at 1A with All Might asking how everybody's missions uh, had gone. And there's a panel in the bottom right, fellas, if you'll join me in looking yep, at it. Yep, the steam. Um, huh? The steam yeah. are you talking about? Yep. Well, I, yeah, there is the steam. Like I said, he's. it's always like, uh, you know, gets into buff might. And then the very next panel that you see him and he's steaming already. Uh, yep. But I wanted to ask you guys. So some of these are obvious, right? We've got four word bubbles. Um, and a handful of silhouettes, two of which I think are pretty obviously um, the uh, two characters, right? But if you had to assign the non-obvious word bubbles to cl- uh, students in 1A, who would you be? So, Or who would you say these came from? So oh, I teamed okay. up with chicks, very obviously Minetta. Gotta be. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I twinkle just as bright no matter uh, who I work with with a star. Obviously, that's Ayoyama. Ayoyama. Yeah. Who do you think these other two belong to? Ooh, I thought you were going to ask about the P- like the silhouettes. I was like, oh, I think I got some of those. But oh, the, the dialogue. Uh I would say uh, we fought, we fought over, over who should be leaders would be uh, uh, Mina. Are you saying that just because you recognize Mina's silhouette, though? No, I don't think so, because I could see, like, uh, potentially, like, her and maybe, like, uh, not Kaminari, but the other one. Oh, I always get them mixed up. Kirishima. Uh, Kirishima, Kirishima? Like, if they were on the same team, I could see him wanting to be leader and her being like, no way, I got this. And then there being a small, you know, bit there or something. But ultimately, I think she'd be able to be like, no, this is why I should be leader. See, I think that Kirishima said, just wish I could work with my fave hero. Um, yeah. T- talking I could, about I, Crimson Riot. Yeah, I could see that too. Yeah. I could see that one. I have absolutely, for it's rough working with people you've never met. I'm like, that is so generic. I don't know. I thought Saro for some reason there. I don't know why. Like, it could be Saro, but it could also it could be, be Sato. It could be, like, I think it could so be many Jiro. People it could be. Yeah, I, I think, think it could be, it could be Jiro because she's, she's in the bottom reserved. Left. Yeah. She's very reserved, um, and, and she's not she's not the like brightest, peppiest, you know. Gonna she's not a Momo is gonna you know, or or Mia for that matter, social butterfly. She kind of keeps to herself, and uh, so I I think maybe she might have said that one. I guess it's possible it could have been Yao Rosu, but eh. yeah, I don't think so. The other two were tr- uh, were trickier, right? Um, but I I just didn't know if you guys yeah. had any impressions on who might have said those. I had definitely put some thought into it before we came into this. So good question, man. Good. Well, we kind of end this with uh, the students being handed out their next uh, team up missions, uh, and and then if we get this weird panel at the end, 
this, I forgot to mention this, but this is a true side, or this is a side story on our journey to becoming heroes. That seems like such an odd panel for some reason. I thought to me. so too. It's yeah, because we didn't we didn't start with Midoriya's narration. Uh, I mean, I guess we we got it in like in the middle, but it's so weird to not like we didn't start the story with Midoriya's narration. So then just jumping in with like because the other stuff might not have been future Midoriya, like the the stuff saying eh, he still got sentenced. Could have been like him thinking about it later, but th- this this is a side story. It's like no, that's that's future Midoriya from the beginning of the series, the narrator of the series talking about this. And I'm like, is this in continuity? Is this not? What do you? Yeah, want this felt this felt like uh, an editor's choice to be like, God, I, we got to tell the folks that, that this isn't canon. How can, like let's just throw this last bit in here. Like I forgot to mention this, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> like that's it, how it, I read. It that. seemed like it was thrown in there to give it gravitas that it might not otherwise have had, but it doesn't need it. Yeah. This is just fun extra content as far as i'm concerned yeah like why don't they have this yes. at the end of every smash volume like they might as well if they put it here you know what i mean yeah uh, honestly honestly if you just extended the the panel above it it would have been a better ending i agree this at at like at best this is it that last panel's like okay it, it has a gravitas i guess at worst it works counter because you're like oh so this doesn't matter and then you put it down yeah and you never come back to another chapter yeah, it's it was so odd. It was a terrible way to to end that uh, that first, and it's the first chapter. Like I get, you know, I don't know. It's just strange. If it if I had seen it at the front, I wouldn't have paid it any mind. Um, but the fact but that they it to be tacked it. on to the end seems strange. Yeah, it felt really weird. I I totally agree. Uh, and while the uh, the the picture of all like Midoriya and a bunch of the other students is cool, it's also incredibly misleading. It's not misleading from this uh, from the perspective of this volume or this series. But chapter to chapter, it's incredibly misleading because I remember reading through this the first time and be like, oh, cool, here's everybody we're going to see in the next chapter. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Dude, I mean, but maybe in future team-ups, I don't know, because it's not even all of 1A. There's one Class B student and a and a uh, uh, support hero in, in this support, little... support uh, course. Yeah. And so I was like, it would have made more sense if it were all 1A, because that's presumably where they are in the building when they get these things. Um, this felt but, like it or, had to I have mean, been the writer's like, like dream idea of team-ups. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it would be so cool to see. And this had to have just been the folks they knew they had stories for, if that makes sense. Hmm. Yes. And we will never get a Coda one, because I guess we don't use him in Sa- or Sato ever. Just for anything. <laughs> it's all Did I you, want. Do you, you watch the OVAs, right? Uh, I have not watched the most recent two. Oh man, they're so they're they're so much fun. You need to go watch uh, them was... and let us know which one you like more because we argued over. Yeah, it. <laughs> Adam and I oh, were. Oh, I heard. I heard. I'm 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 prepared to deal with a certain musical cue that's going to make me want to stop watching. Yep, yep. You're welcome. Um, so it sounds like you've already made up your mind that the baseball one is in fact superior. <laughs> uh, uh, to Mr. I mean, as a fooly cooly fan, I probably is going to be the superior one to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Boy. Oh, man, I've not watched no, Fooly Cooly forever. That's, a, that's like an old throwback. I've not heard that name in a long time. Yeah. Let's jump into uh, the last chapter that we're covering, Mission 2, which is titled The Quickest Undercover Hero and has a, a fancy full-page uh, picture of Hawks standing in all of his winged glory. This would be like a variant cover in like the comic book world. Like There would be like a cover A, and this would be like the super rare so-and-so artist this, did this cover. This would be the variant. Yeah. This yeah, would be yeah, exactly. this would be the variant. I imagine it looks great in color. Uh 
being in the Tonkaban reading it, it is in black and white, but it is one of those that still looks pretty darn good in black and white. Yeah, those clouds does. look amazing. They really do. The wings, fantastic. It's a good angle, like in general, like it's a great yes. shot. Yeah. Yeah. And it and it has a different art style to it. It's a lot softer, um, like not as line heavy. And, and so it's just a good like change up from what we're going to see when we turn the page and we see Hawks, you know, full body. I, I would have a poster of this. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, we do get a brief reminder of what team up missions are, uh, but it's literally just like one little caption box. And then we catch up with uh, Deku, Bakugo, and Hawks, who are all like crammed it like in like a shipping the, container or under a desk. It was hard to tell the exact no, location. So, so there's there's a like we in the establishing shot of the inside of the building, we see that there is a uh, like a storage rack, like a like, like in a warehouse or thing. something. Yeah, yeah, warehouse yeah. kind of like metal rack that has full of boxes. Um, and they are like squeezed behind, like you can see some of them have been pushed out. They are in the area between the back wall and the boxes yeah. inside of it there. And it's just, it's like, okay, it's <laughs> why, why are we doing this? Yeah. It does what seem like on? they, they went through a lot of trouble to get into a place that they cannot get out of easily. And that seems counterproductive to what they're here to actually accomplish against somebody who is fast. Uh, see, I like to think that they were like yes. in here trying to get evidence or something. And then the villains came back earlier than they expected. So there was like a funny scene we weren't treated to where they were like trying to find a place to hide. Hmm. It seems like I, Hawks knew yeah. that this is where they were going mean, to totally absolutely agree. run I'm just trying guys. to make it make sense, Atkins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like Midori is just, he's going through his model. He's like, you know, we're on an under, undercover mission with the number two hero. It's a team up with Hawks. Uh, the hero they say is too fast. And I'm like, I, who says this? I want to know. <laughs> He's too fast. Like, he needs to slow it down. <laughs> like, like, is are you implying that Oak Clock was too fast, or that All Might, a person who was faster than this guy, is too fast? What do you mean? Yeah, but they do uh, stumble across this boss villain guy who's wearing a very strange mask. It has uh, like a bunch of like uh, convex eyeball like things on it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, look like it a does. Spider. Um, and it, I mean, and that fits in with what we learn about this guy a little bit later on. But and the, the weird thing about it, it, yeah, it's the chin thing. That's what I was getting at. The eyeball thing makes sense, but what's with the chin? See, I just, if he was on all fours, like crawled like a spider, then I'd like to think it's a chin guard, but he doesn't do that. So I'm with you guys. Nope. Like no idea what it could be. I got, I got no, I got no, I got nothing for you on that front. Um, but Hawks has been, uh, he, he seems to have been aware of this this gang's activity and this boss's involvement. He says uh, they're supposed to commit crimes extra quick too. So it's almost like we, we do, you already get the sense that there's going to be the speed theme over this entire chapter. And there, there is uh, this guy's been hiring a bunch of goons uh, and he just keeps on whooping every hero that they send after him. So uh, Hawks is on the job now with Bakugo and Midoriya in tow, which seems strange, right? Like if you, if if the word on the street is this hero keeps in or this villain keeps incapacitating every hero that they throw at him, where they're like, well, let's send Hawks and also some kids. Well, you know, you yep. gotta get them prepped. That's just the real world. Well, let's <laughs> let's send Hawks and the two protagonists of the series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole kid soldier thing is strange, and I I'm pretty sure that it gets even crazier. Like where we're about to resume the anime. Um, would you say no Would you say like spare yeah. the villain, spare the child? Spare the villain? Yeah, like spare the rod, spare the child. Isn't that the saying? Yeah, it is. Yes. But what do you mean? Like the villain is the rod in this case, right? 
Oh, <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah, you t- toss them into the deep end. Yeah, yeah, toss them. That's probably a better, more well-known saying. You know me. I'm just pulling things out of my yeah. butt here. <laughs> I mean, it, it just, just in all honesty, it's like, well, cool. You're in a confined place with a guy who we've already seen once blow open an entire like side of a building in a confined corridor to guarantee a hit on somebody. Honestly, Bakugo <laughs> right. got this. Has this unlock. And that he never does this in the chapter, but it's like, no, Bakugo's a good matchup in a place like this. What is the point of what we're doing? Yeah. We do get a little bit of a time skip because Hawk says that he's got a, a, a special job for the two of them. And then on the very next page, we under, we're, we're led to believe that Hawk has explained it to them at this time. Um is that the sense that you guys got? Yeah, de- the way that Deku time, responds? Yeah, time skip for sure. Because yep. Midoriya is just immediately like, well, that's a big responsibility. And Bakugo's like, yeah, yeah, shouldn't you take care of that? And he, he says, nah, you, you do and it he's correct. for it. Yeah, Bakugo yeah, is, he right. is right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this has actual good Bakugo writing, unlike the last one where it's like, no, Bakugo is calling out, calling out Bull where he sees it. It's like, no, they, what are you talking? This is this is your job. It even feels like a Midoriya yeah. thing too. I mean, he called out Aizawa at, at USJ and stuff. We bring that up quite a bit. Like here, I can't imagine he wouldn't have been like, "Wait, Hawks, hold on, man. That's kind of your thing." He's he's too busy fanboying. Oh, that's the number three that's true. Like, just, <laughs> it's Midoriya. Well, after he explains the plan to these guys, and they seem to have grasped their inability to wiggle out of it despite uh, objections valid objections raised hawks flies off so fast um according to vidoria um i love bakugo's reaction he says did that overgrown chicken miss the team up memo uh which is great and uh deco says kachan said the word team up and he's just like reflecting on how how wonderful that is from deku's perspective that bakugo's actually thinking about that word too like or or maybe maybe vidoria that uh, Bakugo is upset because the person has missed the assignment and it has nothing to do with the fact that he didn't want to team up either. It's the fact that this is a legitimate route to be pissed at this guy. <laughs> yeah, that, or it could also be that Hawks was a little bit of a buffer on this team between Bakugo and Deku. That's De- possible. And Bakugo's just like, well, crap, now I am teamed up only with Deku and that just pisses him off. But I'm in enemy territory, so I need to take this seriously. Right, yeah. right. Well, they don't really have time to take it seriously because, like, as they're prepping to try to do whatever it is they've been tasked with doing, that villain pops up right in front of Midoriya as he's, like, looking around the corner. And uh, we both see them shudder. Like, both of them are shuddering, apparently. And the, the villain is already on them. Like, huh, a couple of heroes, right? And uh, somewhere, Hawks is off in the distance. And uh, he's he's listening just, in. Just wistfully thinking... That yeah, that villain's probably faster than them. Yeah, <laughs> with his, like with casually his... being like, yeah, those boys might be screwed. We'll find <laughs> out. With his two longest feathers out, that he uses his swords all the time. So it's like, yeah, I have two swords out, just casually flying along in enemy territory, thinking about the the you know miners that are I'm in charge of that are over there right. in enemy territory. They'll be fine. He even says yeah, like yeah. this plan hinges on their teamwork. So yeah, he's putting a lot in them. That's for sure. Uh, we transfer back over who like Midoriya and Bakugo are just trying to stay away from this villain. They're running from him. And Midoriya is like, man, this guy's way too fast. He's absolutely about yeah. to catch up. And he really is right there. And this is odd, right? Like if you're reading this for the first time, it's odd to see Bakugo in particular running in the other direction. Totally. I would also add that for some reason they don't show Midoriya's like lightning uh, effect from his quirk active I, I at all. I just noticed that myself. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't like, understand why not, they left that out. He's not using his quirk right here. He's just no. normal running, which he's means Bakugo. Which means Bakugo <laughs> is is going incredibly slow. Yeah. At a well, time yeah. when they're yeah. trying to like that. run a guy. Yeah, and it's consistently like that. Like uh, in every panel that they show Deku running, there's not a single bolt of of uh, that uh, crackling energy around him. Not until I think the smash at the end do we see that. It makes me wonder though if they're just playing the part, right? Like, because we we know ultimately that the plan, just to get ahead of ourselves a little bit, is for them to lead this villain away, right? So if that's the case, they could potentially be leading him on to think that they can't get away from him. Could also mm. be an artist mistake. Yeah, I could caught. be. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's an artist's mistake because in order to stay ahead of a villain, what is fast, you also must be fast yourself. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, to to lead him anywhere and not just get caught. And Deku Actually, does get snagged. Um, flipping very ahead, flipping ahead to some of the other chapters that have Midoriya in it, where he's using stuff. Uh, there's no. They don't no, show there's it. No, there's no electricity. I've even opened. I'm now flipping through volume two. I'm Dang. not. I'm not seeing any Midoriya electricity. Nah, that ain't right. That's got to be. That's a big. That's a big uh, artist gaff. Then how did that get missed? I have no idea. It does show up when he's doing the smash at the end of this chapter, though. I did see that. Yeah, but like it should be. It so should be aware of, of it. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. It should be in every one of these panels where he is meant to. Even if he's standing still, if he's activated that quirk, that lightning is popping around him. It would absolutely be crackling yeah. around him if he's hauling butt. Yeah, because I think the only time it really isn't is when he's using, um, like, the first version of uh, uh, full cowling. Like, when he's mm-hmm. using, like, 5%. It yeah. doesn't, but at this at this point, his default, like, is, even if this was, like, the day this all, like, this the first chapter of this happened, like, the day after they got their licenses, he would still, he's still over that. He doesn't control the bioelectricity at this point. Yeah. Well, that artist thing aside, um, Midoriya does get snatched temporarily. Bakugo blasts him free. Um, they create a little bit more space. Uh, and Bakugo's just like, damn it, Deku, keep running. And again, it's just like normal person running, I suppose. Um, and they do find themselves uh, at a dead end, and they act all surprised. This is where I do think that the acting does come in, Adam. I think that this is this is well scripted right here, because they're like, dead end, Kachan, and they're saying that out loud not because they don't realize this or knew that that's uh, what their end goal was, but to to lower the defenses and, and make the villain seem as if he had the upper hand. Yeah, and the villain shows off one of his quirks where he like spits some webbing and traps them up against the wall. I was not expecting that. Like I picked up that he... I mean, what is his quirk? Say that again, Mark? Yeah. What, what is, is his, his quirk? quirk? He doesn't yeah. get... Well, <laughs> that was something I was going to mention. I was really bummed that, like, in the... What was it? The first chapter of the prequel? Uh, that little kid had his quirk at the bottom. It was such an easy way to do it. They could have done that with him. I'm surprised they didn't. Yeah, but... Wait, what we're saying is he seemingly has two. Well, he's super fast, and he appears to be able to spit webs, unless that's some kind of support thing. I also kind of wondered if maybe that's what the chin strap stuff is, but that legit just looks nah. like a chin strap, so I don't think that's anything. Yeah, no, no, and, and even even if the chin strap is a support thing, it's not it's not creating these. These seem to be... Like, coming from his like mouth, he's, yeah. He's spitting out. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, okay, are you are you based off of, like, a spider? Like... Is is this is there... a, a cheeky Spider-Man? Another cheeky Spider-Man thing? Because even then, yeah, Spider-Man is fast. He's not speedster fast. He's fast because he, you know, is physically stronger, and then that equates to running speed. But he's not like, hey, I'm a Flash. 
Well, like this right. guy can't be the like speedster fast either. If but Midoriya and Bakugo were able to stay ahead of him, like they're not what I would well, consider I mean, speedster class by any stretch of the imagination. Unless you're talking about movie Midoriya. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> he's he's just a speed for speedster then. Um, but uh, no, I mean the fact <laughs> that they were looking at the fact that they were looking at him, and then the guy just was gone, and then we see him coming in on the side, and they're like, "Oh God!" Right, and and he verbalizes here. That no heroes ever escape from me because none of them can match my speed, which does indicate that that's that's his thing. Like that's his primary thing is being yes. really really fast. And it's just like, where's O'Clock when you need him? Uh, but then yeah, <laughs> Hawks Hawks comes in and he's like, they're thinking like, we need your quirk. And then he's like, hmm, like my fierce wings are reacting. And then he's like, I guess whatever, like them getting caught and them doing something with the feathers or feathers. Was his was his tip off because then we see them like we see we see them kind of all webbed up and Bakugo's just his crazy eyes he's gnawing at it with his teeth, uh, and Midori is just like hey hey guys like or like hey like we need help, and then uh, then yeah we get we get Hawks showing up, and then Bakugo is just he has his eyes that are all crazy as he's gnawing on the webs which I feel like he's gonna get stuck. <laughs> yeah and that's a, and like that's a funny he thing. knows he also knows that that substance just came out of that other man's mouth which makes me very unlikely to then put it into my mouth yeah yeah especially especially when he's not actually desperate yeah like it'd be yeah. one thing if it's like oh no and and my explosions are too close i will hurt myself or well i tried and it did nothing so yeah. let me not hurt myself while I try to escape, and it's just, yeah. Instead, I mean, at least it came out of this mouth and not like like some sort of web gland, like out of, you know somewhere else on his body. <laughs> yeah. that could have, it could have been worse, but it's still pretty bad. Yeah, yep. no joke. Well, Hawk shows up on scene, and uh, it seems like Mister Webb's here is just like, oh wow, hey, you're too late. There's nothing we you know you can do to help them. And he says, don't move a muscle unless you want to see them die. Uh, but Hawk's feather like activates, cuts them out of their webbing, and they they hop down pretty much. And he's like, hey, thanks guys for uh, leading me here. Uh, great work. And all of a sudden, Mister Webb's just like, wait, what? What? But my webs, they're super strong. How did you rip those apart? And it's explained. Uh, we kind of like. Everything gets rolled back, and we're back behind those boxes where Hawks is explaining, hey, look, you're going to lure the villain away. The villain's super quick on his feet, so before he catches you, just take him to a dead end, and then take these feathers with you, and I'll show up and help you guys out if you need me. These things will come in handy. So the fetters effectively just cut them out of those webbing. Uh, and they're like, hey, you ran right into our trap. And I, I imagine like Hawks probably explains all of this super cool like because he's he's kind of got that really like cool edge to him, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been great if one of them had shouted, you activated my trap card here. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> I, I would have been I'd been cool. With that. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, Baku, I, actually, it's hard to tell. It's an indiscriminate word bubble that says you ran right into our trap. That doesn't sound like a Bakugo thing to say. Uh, in fact, what the Spider-Man says is what sounds like something the Bakugo would say, because his response is, hey, we got trash to take out here. He's trying to summon his minions, but uh, Hawks has already uh, well taken care of them. So he's left with only one option, which is to try to flee, which he does try. Not successfully, though. He, I mean, yes, I was going to say with his max speed and a very. Um, I don't know. I was going to say Dragon Ball Z, but I could also see a bleach or just kind of. Manga anime 
outspeeding somebody in general where the guy's like max speed goes over him and he like seems he's like oh ha i got i'm faster than you have gotten away and then all of a sudden the guy's just in front of him yeah casually does happen a lot in dragon ball can confirm yeah and it seems like several of these panels is kind of like you mentioned adkins where instead of hawks's like speech bubbles being connected to him they're just closed bubbles but it's got to be him talking it is it in this page for sure because he's literally the only i mean He's the only person speaking in the top half of this Absolutely, page, for sure. Yeah. He ends up calling in, like, Deku and Bakugo, I guess, for, for like, a final uh, attack, basically. And they gang up on this villain. They do a Howitzer impact and a St. Louis smash. Like, this dude would be dead after that. There's no way he survives this. Like, especially the fact that it's, like, Midoriya, first of all, that's not a punch. That you just slap this man. Yeah, he like uh, palm sec- striked him. Sec- or is that a is that supposed to be a kick with just terrible form? I genuinely can't tell. Oh, you know, um, actually, it might be. But if it is, like, it looks kind of the way that it's drawn it's is it looks terrible like, kicking form. Yeah, and it looks like it goes from right to left, but the damage on that guy's cheek is on his left cheek, which would yeah. not be right. And and even if he was going around the other way it's still really bad form. Yeah. Also, I think you're breaking physics with your hood, the direction it's going. Um, and then, yeah, yeah. Bakugo just blasts <laughs> him in the face, and I'm just like, so this is, this, like, you use too much force there, guys. This man's head is, it's he's, not connected anymore. He's still walking in the next panel, too. I know. Like, he wasn't even incapacitated. <laughs> like, like it, it'd be one thing. If this was like a, a fight, or maybe you both didn't hit him in the lower part of his face, you know, just above the neck, which is debatable if Bakugo didn't just blast him in the neck. Maybe right. he has like a tertiary quirk that's like an exoskeleton, so he, you know, is like almost near invulnerable or something like that. Well, <laughs> I, I was going to say, maybe maybe his outfit has a lot of protection yeah, right. because of the speeds that he goes at. Like, he needs that that kind of wind protection, so maybe, maybe he has some something there for that. Well, in that case, like it still doesn't, it still doesn't address the overuse of force, <laughs> like on Deku oh, and Dorian's part. Oh, it doesn't. Well, Hawks is just proud if, of that. <laughs> He's like, that's either, just part of the job. Either one of them, either one of them would have been fine. It'd have been like, that's that's consistent enough. Okay, that's that quirk. Okay, fine. That's that quirk. Okay, fine. Both. Right. Also, Bakugo allowing it to be both of them. Yeah. It would be awesome one day. This ha- this does happen in like Dragon Ball Z a lot. Is if one of them is going in for an attack and the uh you know Bakugo. So say Midoriya goes in for a smash and Bakugo's like, no, I want this. I wanted to make this final blow. So he blasts or push or you know Midoriya out of the way so that oh, he, he goes can... Vegeta. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That would be fun. I don't think it's happened, but I would, I would, I would enjoy seeing that at some point. Bakugo's a, a pretty good Vegeta parallel to some extent. I could see that. To yeah, to some except, yeah, that's a whole no. other podcast it, episode. We could talk about yes. that entirely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we we transitioned to kind of like the uh, last few pages here, where they're basically just wrapping up. Hawks has got the two kids saying, "Hey, look, mission's complete. I'm starved. It's time to grab some food." And they actually have what looks to be a pretty good spread here. Like uh, they've got some some decent looking food, and they're just kind of discussing the overall villain and and talking about the mission in itself. And it's kind of this nice ending where they do kind of seem like they're uh, enjoying 
enjoying each other's company and the employees or the staff of the restaurant are kind of referencing like, hey, you know, Hawks dropped by again. He, he only really brings his like friends around or the people that he's fond of. And we get this last panel of the three of them kind of kind of joking, having a good time. And I don't I like these last two pages were just nice. It's uh, it's, it's cool to see Hawks like digging the kids when in that first chapter he was like, do we really have to do this? Like, are you sure? Mm-hmm. I would like to point out two things. One is um, on the page where we see food for the first time. They have the little heads near the speech bubbles. And I stink in love when they do that. I like the way Vigilantes did it better with the like quick yes. facial sketches. Um, but I do still like when uh, when any manga does that. I think that it's a cool and very sometimes very helpful thing. And number two, this is the restaurant that Hawks took Endeavor to. Yes. Yep. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Or at least, at least those. I'm pretty sure that's the same staff and that's the same building. Okay, I mean, I I didn't uh, pull up any images to compare, but it's the only way to make sense of the yes, he tends to bring those he's fond of here line. Like the, mm. that's that's unnecessary unless they're trying to draw a line somewhere, and that's the it only place I can it. think. It has to be it. Um, though it does feel weird that it's like it's like oh, you got really fond of them that quick. What about I don't know. Your your actual work studies Tokoyami, Tokoyami? Yeah. like <laughs> like you've never taken Tokoyami here. I really wanted to see him like standing on the corner looking inside a window or something. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> that would that would they need hilarious. to redo this last panel like this last page and smash, In smash. and just have that. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly what needs to get done. We'll write it in. Oh. I mean, they're I mean, done with Smash. They're not even making it anymore. We'll just have no, to. They're not. We'll have to and commission it's just it. So sad. It's so I know. Sad. I love Smash. It's we so still fun. have three volumes that we haven't covered. We just need yet. to write so our own. Gonna, we'll call it like gonna... My Hero Academia Smush. Won't be quite yeah. as good. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna love those other three volumes. They uh, are a lot of fun. If if they're anything close to what the first two were, they're so much fun to read. But I think that's gonna wrap us up for uh, the, our our first team up missions team up episode yeah with uh with mark, mark do you think from uh, here you think notes. maybe we should just name this episode tum like in honor of your your mission at yes, the beginning yes <laughs> every every single t- was it the beginning of this chapter as well where it's just it starts out with yeah. tum and i'm just like I, this this probably works better in the original japanese because that's in english those are like it's it's english characters um it's not kanji for that but it's just it's like Oh, in English, it's just like I'm just—it's like they're not team up missions; they're tough. It reminds me of yeah, like anti uh, like high school, where like everything had to be an acronym for no reason at all, and like half the time the acronyms yes. didn't actually like they weren't even actually acronyms. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know; it cracks me up. Or they were, st- or the acronyms were a stretch. Yeah. Well, I have really enjoyed these three. I'm looking forward to the next few, and I'm stoked that you're going to get to join us for them, Mark. I'm so excited to have you on the pod. I'm very much looking forward to going through the rest of but, these. Well, speaking of, our next episode will cover chapters 3, 3.1, 3.2, and 3.3. So all of the ones that have 3 in the first digit space, that's what we're covering in the next episode, which will uh, which will come out in two weeks' Two time. weeks. So I guess we'll see everybody in two weeks. We'll see you then. Definitely, definitely. There's no. Go ahead, Adkins. Go ahead, Adam. Go. Uh... <laughs>
I don't know what I was going to say, so you go. <laughs> like, I yeah, said, okay. I started, and then it blanked. Oh, well, I'll throw this at the end of the episode so you look silly. Th- thank you. <laughs>